Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. Well, thank you for deciding to spend a bit of time with me to listen to this episode about owning your story. And also, I'm going to really focus about the power of owning your own story and moving forward, especially if you have experienced a blindsiding. And I'm going to explain what a blindsiding is. Um, The reason I really want to share this episode is because a lot of grinding midlife women I work with, when they actually realize that they are holding themselves back, and, and they're not conscious of this until we get to that point, one of the most common grinds that they are uh, working through is and is the fact that they just are not owning their story. They've got to midlife. There's a part of them that thinks, how on earth did I get here? And and because they're spending so much time sort of lamenting the fact that that's where they are, they aren't spending the time to actually reflect on exactly how they got there, what they want to do about that and own their story f- to then, which helps them to own their story for the future and get unstuck. I know I'm sounding a little bit simplistic, but I promise in this episode today, I've got plenty of evidence of why this is so valuable. I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about why I think, you know, being blindsided in midlife hurt so much. And at this point, I'm just going to say, what do I mean by blindsiding? To be like the definition of being blindsided is literally when someone takes you out on the blind side, you don't see it coming. Now there's a spectrum, in my opinion, with blindsiding from something um, that could seem quite small um, comparatively, where it might be that you were thinking that you would be a certain level in your career, for example, or in the job prospect that you've got and you've got to midlife and you're not there. And then the other end of the um, spectrum could be, you know, our beautiful midlife women who may have had a death, um, a premature death for a partner. It could also be that, um, you know, they've come to a point in their life that they can no longer have children. And while that may have been part of a process, they thought they were um, being part of the very fact they've got to the point that they can no longer have them can become quite a big, big piece for them. And a huge one for my grinding midlifers is for those who have had divorce and particularly those women where um, they were not the sort of actioning party for the divorce. They literally find out one day that their partner's having an affair and they literally are blindsided. They It's hit them on the blind side. And so I, I, 
you know, and right in the middle of all that spectrum are varying degrees of health crises that anyone can have. But the the big thing about blindsiding that I want to say first up is that a huge part of it is the fact that we don't see it coming and we as humans like to control things. And so what we actually are going through is a process of grief. There's obviously very obvious processes of grief if you've unfortunately lost someone, but all of the blind sightings have an element of grief. And it's only when you start to see it in the context of grief, um, you know, oh, this is not where I thought it would be or what I would, you know, where I would be or what would have happened to me. When you put it in the context of grief, you can start to really get to understand what's going on as well as own your story and start to move forward. So in this episode, as I said, I'm going to talk about why I think it hurts so much. Be blindsided when you're a lot younger. I don't believe, obviously, it's depending on the blindsiding, but it doesn't seem to have the impact as when it is in midlife. And I'm going to explain why I think that is. I'm going to share my own blindsiding experience, and it was a slow burn, but it definitely was a blindsiding. And then I'm also going to share about why owning your own story is so powerful. And this is why I've created a free guide that I'd love you to download. If any of this information in today's episode really resonates, um, I want you to just hop on. You'll see the links in the pay, in the notes to um, be able to log on and get my free guide because I've developed it specifically for my grinding midlife women who are dealing with divorce, death, disappointments, and the whole raft of it all. And, and what you want to be able to do is take that blindsiding and form it into the beginnings of a blinding success story. And that's what's fundamental to owning your story. And lastly, I'm also going to share my number one tip for anyone who's been blindsided, how they can quickly get themselves unstuck. So as I said, blindsiding is when you've been attacked or taken out Um, think about it in a sporting context, taken out on the side where you're not seeing it coming. And the thing with blindsiding, as with a lot of things in life, it's not actually what happens to you. It's the gaps between what happens to you and when you finally respond to it. And it's that intervening gap that is a huge thing with blindsiding where we can find ourselves um, marinating in what I would call a lot of negative emotion. And and the, 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 the reason we do that is we are all unique, we are all human, um, and obviously depending on the, the severity of this blindsiding, there is a really appropriate response here to start to understand what has happened before you can move forward. But when I talk to women about this, the area that gets them so frustrated is they get so cranky at themselves for having got caught up longer than they wanted to because they simply didn't know how to get out of it. And so, look, first I'm going to say that the two reasons that I think being blindsided in midlife can be so much more challenging. Number one is our real fear um, around having less time available to us like in the years ahead of us than behind us. We feel this sense of urgency and what comes about when we get blindsided is like, my God, I've got 
less time ahead than I've had. I've wasted all those years. Nothing's ever a waste, by the by the way. But we feel like because we're not where we want to be that that it's a waste and I've got to start all over again. And it's like, oh, my God, what if I can't make a life for myself? What if I can't get back on my feet and actually get to a point where I can go and enjoy my later years? And so there's that real urgency. And when humans get feel that real urgency, we go into a stress response. And if we find ourselves in a stress response chronically, as in we're sitting in that stress response for an inordinate amount of time, the challenge for us is that we can actually stay stuck on so many levels, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and and massively. <laughs> and so that's why it's even harder to sometimes get out of. So number one, it's that sense of urgency. And if that's something that you might be feeling, I want you to just immediately cut yourself some slack because unless you're almost 100 and you've gone way behind beyond your life expectancy, so much beautiful stuff can change within a year, let alone within six months. And I will even, you know, if I had someone I could debate this with right now, it could even happen in 24 hours. But we don't see it that way. And when we're under the stress response, we literally get, excuse my language, dumber. We can't, we can't activate and use our prefrontal cortex to use our executive function because we are such in a stress response. So that urgency is a furphy. And I'll share my story in a minute and you'll understand why I can say that with such strength. The second thing is that when we've been blindsided and we have to literally pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off and go again, it is going to require new neural pathways. And it and and so whenever we're wanting to I'm not I try not to use the word rewiring because it's bidding inaccurate these days with all of the neuroscience, but that we've got this incredible ability with neuroplasticity to re to not re create new pathways in our brain and to kick them off to start with it takes energy and it takes willpower and so the the reason it can be hard in midlife is once again our physicality and our body is a little bit more set in stone we are that little bit older our physicality could be under attack from a lot of other health concerns as well so we may not be at our healthiest self and so I feel it does actually feel worse in midlife because it actually is a bit more challenging physically. So what that requires us to do is to acknowledge that. And again, one of my big tips with anyone who's you know dealing with a blindsiding is to take some time out so that you can actually help your nervous system to actually manage what's going on. And um to support yourself through this blindsiding in a positive way. At the moment, you may not be because you may be, you know, in that really chronic stress mode. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, being able to bring in new neural pathways, think about new options and own your story moving forward requires you to calm your nervous system down. So, that's the two reasons. I think it's that extra urgency and also the fact that you do need to build new neural pathways after a blindsiding. And, and so I think it's pretty 
you know, relevant now for me to share my own. Look, my blindsiding story is about finances. It's not something life-threatening, so I'm very, very grateful for that. My story was I found myself at 45 and because I'm in a beautiful relationship with my husband, it was a we. Um, And we at 45 and 46 were literally starting all over again. I'd finished up six years of um, creating and developing and owning two Eagle Boys franchises, one in a little town called Oakey and another one 30 minutes away in Pittsworth. And I had set up those businesses. Um, look, my husband was, you know, supporting me through it, but he had his own job to be dealing with and we both were rearing these beautiful kids. And the whole intention um, it, when we started those businesses was so that these would be um, helping us to financially support our family as we continued to educate them. And then, of course, building our wealth so that we were going to be in a position we wanted to be in our retirement. And this was separate from the family farming business that my husband was working in. And I found myself at 45 um, signing off the sales documents for these two businesses after having about well over two years trying to sell them. It was very difficult and essentially financially the whole process yielded us zero we sold those two businesses for what the bank owed us or sorry what we owed the bank and walked away with only whatever money we'd taken out of the businesses as we had operated them and i can tell you at 45 years of age with 6 years of 7 day a week businesses It was a massive blindsiding because it is, as I said, it was not where I thought it would be. It was a grief process because I had to come to terms with the fact that those six years, if I only thought about it in context to the financial outcome, had yielded zero. What a waste. And it it was a really, really tough time. Um because also my beautiful husband, because as I said before, so much in our life can change so quickly, has had also through a series of processes through the family farm, um, the business that he'd been working in had been sold and he found himself in a major career change as well. That blindsiding though, I have to say, has led us and particularly me, I'm talking about this in regards to my podcast, onto a journey which would never have happened if that blindsiding hadn't happened. And I'm going to sound very Pollyannish when I say it. There are so many times, not in the first couple of years, but so many times since we've sold that it's been an absolute godsend. But that was not the case when we were going. But I do know that one of the most powerful things I did, and forever grateful my husband would support me with it, is that I took a year out. I called it a gap year and I I worked, but I chose to work in things that really lit me up, um, such as working in a bike shop and um, I did my yoga teacher training then, which was awesome. And by the end of that 12-year gap, 12-month gap year, I had absolutely come to terms and owned the story thus far and I found myself back in the wellness industry which I'd been in previous times um, with my human movements 
So it's really interesting. That then set me on the trajectory um, for the last um, more than 10 years of working in health and wellness and ultimately in my coaching business. So the outcome was, I'm not going to say super, well, the outcome's been super positive in the end, but the, the, the fundamental value of what happened was not actually what actually happened, but how I've been able to own my story moving forward and how it has helped me to help so many clients as they've tried to grapple with being stuck and feeling stuck because they're not where they want to be. And just as a sort of a, a, a PS, you know, we found ourselves with a very small home deposit. Um, we were still educating our kids. Um, we rented for a number of years. It was, you know, we took, you know, one of our children out of a very solid education environment for the changes we had to make financially. It was tough times externally, but the best thing we ever did was to process it fully internally. And that's what you'll hear me talk a lot about. It is an inside job to change. It always starts from the inside. And another thing I need to say at this point is that fundamentally to where my husband have got to now financially in such better position, like an incredible position comparatively. And it was, it's also because we have had such strong communication as well as with our kids and sharing the journey with our children. So once again, us owning our story and sharing it with those who are important to us can help inspire them. And I know I've watched my children go through some pretty tough times and they have got the ability to pick themselves up, dust themselves off and move forward with very little marination in pity. So as I say, when you clean your crap up, you inspire others around you to clean your crap up. So as I said, I've got this free um, guide that I've developed. And the reason I wanted to get it out there is, as I've said, when I deal with grinding midlife women who are really struggling with where they're at and what's happened to them, it's, it's because one of the biggest parts to this stuckness that they've got is coming to terms with what's happened, but more importantly, it's actually the fact that they are so frightened with what's happened to them and what might happen moving forward. And so one of the things you'll notice in the guide when I get you, it's a seven-step process I get you to do, is that one of the most powerful things that we can do is to name our fears and therefore by naming them, I call it name and shame, but it's not really that accurate. It's a little bit like when we shine a light onto the fears that we have, and I get to do a couple of cool little things around these fears as well. When you shine the light on them, then they become smaller. They be, they diminish. And when you get to process with your conscious mind, what are the chances of that fear actually coming to fruition? And if it did, what would you do? So creating a um, real plan for moving forward of how to address what's gone on, it really calms everything down. Because most of what we fear and worry about never, ever, ever happens. And we waste so much time on it. And it's fruitless. 
And so this is the number one step or number one tip I want to give you with regards to, you know, feeling stuck because you're um, not only your own story, you you know, you've been blindsided and, you, you know, you hate the fact of where you're at. The number one tip I've got for you is whatever has happened to you, make sure you get really careful that whatever has happened you don't start to believe certain things around what's happened to you that are incredibly unhelpful. So, for example, when I think about my journey with regards and my financial, you know, failure, essentially, it was a, it was not a failure in business ownership, but it was a financial failure of sorts. If I wanted to believe something negative about myself, I could say that I was a pretty useless financial manager. Um, I was a useless business person. Um, Why would I ever try to start up another business? And that's just a simple example about it. It's a divorce. I know women that when someone has left them, something they start to think and um, believe about themselves that they're unlovable, that they were at fault fully for what happened. And if they were more lovable, their partner wouldn't have walked out or cheated on them. And I'm going to call bunkum on it because they are just stories. Humans love to create stories. So that's why it's so important to create your story and to be very, very careful about what beliefs you've taken on board about what has happened to you because you have as much chance of creating another story about it that's got a more positive spin on it. And I suppose you can call it its spin doctoring. But I know that because I chose to look at my story, and yes, it was a financial failure of sorts, what I took from it with the most incredible apprenticeship of owning businesses for six years, having more than 40 staff, and those 40 staff, I still are in contact with a lot of them, and they have become um, you know, such stories for me that are richness when I coach my clients, and I wouldn't know what I can do to help my clients if I hadn't been through that process. And I'm like, I can layer it up, layer it up, layer it up. But it really was the experience I needed to have in order to become the person I am today. And that's another whole thing. I haven't got time really to talk about it today. But the reason we struggle with owning our story is when we own it, we are identifying with that story. It is our identity And so because it's our identity as humans, we get so attached to them. But we want to be attached to those helpful identities. We don't want a blindsiding to turn us into a miserable sack because that's not why we have blindsidings. Because the irony in this whole piece is when we get so upset with what happens, it's because we feel that on some level we control what's going on around our life. (laughs) what a joke. (laughs) Life is going to happen to us always. And it is about how we respond or react in those situations that determines how successful, or I really think more in regards to success, but how satisfied and happy and how we reach our potential in life. So, you know, one of the most beautiful things about starting to own your story is that when you own it around the blindsiding, like everything else that happens, you start to see other stories 
that you may have about yourself and you can get to see that you have a choice with those stories too. And what about the story about what happened to me at school? And what about the story that happened to me with my first boyfriend, for example? But then you get to make up what is the story you want moving forward? How do you turn this blindsiding into a blinding success story? And I can tell you now, the business I have today would not have been possible without what happened to me. So it is, you know, and I have incredible friends in my life who have had massive blind sightings. I think of one woman right now, and I hope I know she listens to this podcast. And she had a horrific situation where her husband literally died very, very suddenly and three small kids. And what I have managed to watch with that woman as she has owned what happened and continue to move forward is that there is such a strength and a grit and a determination with her that she knows so much of what she's capable of. And I suppose we call that guts, right? This is a gutsy ladies podcast. And to be gutsy is to have courage, um, persistence and perseverance and spirit. And this is the thing, right? These blind sightings happen to us, but it's it's us who determine how we turn that into a gutsy, gutsy story. So I just want to share one little quote um, from Jim Rohn. He's a pretty amazing speaker. Um, just to finish off, and hopefully I've got you thinking about what stories are you not owning in your life? What blind sightings are you not really acknowledging? Are you marinating in still some levels of grief that you may need to actually talk to someone about? Um, but if if I've managed to speak to you, then I, I really want to finish with this quote. So it's not what happens that determines the quality or quantity of life. And the reason is because what happens happens to everyone. The sun went down on all of us last night, a common event, and it is true that the same thing can happen to two different people, but one gets rich and the other stays poor. Why is that? It's not because of what happens, but rather what you do about it. And we all have a choice with what happens to us in life. And I think you'll hear the messaging from me lots and lots is that when you have choice, you have power. And if you're feeling stuck at the moment, you will not feel powerful. So I'm hoping this episode gets you to, you know, download this PDF and just start to own your story so that you can move forward and make a really strong, rich story out of what's happened and the next chapters because the world needs women like you to do that thanks for listening to another episode of the gutsy ladies podcast are you dealing with a blind sighting in your midlife whether it's a divorce a death or a disappointment of what could have been download my free guide to turn your midlife blind sighting into a blinding success story click on the link in the show notes in your podcast app. If you haven't already, I'd love you to subscribe and send this episode to a friend who you think needs a little reminder that she's a gutsy lady too. See you next week.